Listener Production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, we will chat to Tom Rockcliffe about the Rockcliffe Cup. Two of his former sides, Brisbane and Port Adelaide, meet in round one. We'll ask him about Michael Voss and the Blues and whether they can make the leap into the top four. And Rocky's Twitter Wars, getting involved with cricket nuffies. That's all to come on today's episode. Thanks for joining us on another edition of Footy Talk on this Wednesday, March 8. You can get your daily dose of footy, news, interviews, analysis from the world of AFL. And on today's show, we have a very special guest, a former star at two clubs. He's now part of the Triple M family. We welcome in Tommy Rockcliffe to join us on the show today. G'day, Tommy. Thanks for having me, Joey. Really looking forward to this chat. Mate, uh, tell us about life. You've uh, obviously spent a bit of time over in Adelaide. I believe you've just recently moved back to the Gold Coast Suns. But just give us a bit of a snapshot of what you've got planned in 2023. Yes, I have. I've moved back to the Gold Coast, not to the Gold Coast Suns. I'm uh, I'm not getting involved in any footy clubs. But, um, yeah, so we relocated uh, late last year and have shifted up here. I've actually jumped into a completely different world into finance, so commercial finance broking, um, uh, really around equipment finance, I suppose, for for businesses that uh, need some help getting some finance, um, trucks or, or anything that really moves. So anything in that commercial space is sort of where I'm living at the moment, learning learning that up and um, yeah, working for a, a group. Well, I work for myself, but it's, it's called Commercial Point Finance is uh, the banner we work under and really enjoying it, Joey. It's, it's something that I've never done before. I've always enjoyed the finance side, but um, yeah, the, the ability to be able to help people that uh, can't otherwise get finance or, or need some help, uh, that's our job. We know how busy people are out there at the moment so really enjoying that but uh continuing on with some some uh media stuff as well i'll do most of the footy games up here um for triple m so either the brisbane lions home games or the gold coast suns home games and then also still involved with the dead set legends over there in adelaide um yeah so with cal ferguson and tomo down there we um all things adelaide so it's a good good mix and balance for me at the moment but the, the timing was right to come home my parents had just moved up to the sunshine uh to the sunshine coast so yeah good to be back yeah two young kids as well so it always helps to have some family support we touch on uh, you're doing the, the dsl adelaide still let's touch on your former club port adelaide they are Going to be a big talking point, particularly the first five or six weeks of this season. It's a tough start to the year for Port Adelaide. They've got Brisbane. Oh, it's a bit of a Tom Rockcliffe Cup in round one. And then I think they've got Collingwood at the MCG. <laughs> they've got a derby. They've got Sydney in Sydney. And then gather round, it's going to be the Western Bulldogs. So, gee, there's a possibility they could be they maybe one and four, zip and five, you know, if things go really dire. What's your take on Port Adelaide, in particular the talk around Ken Hinckley? We know Bernie Vince has had some strong comments. There's been some others as well. Jay Clark on this show suggested that maybe, you know, Ken Hinckley might be a good fit for the Gold Coast Suns if it doesn't pan out for both clubs. What's your take on Port Adelaide? I was disappointed with their two um, summer games. Uh, Ken normally gets them up. They have a strong focus. They want to start the season well. And unfortunately, they went over West for nine days and, and got beaten by West Coast, which they would be really disappointed with. We know Fremantle are going to be a good footy team again this year, but they just couldn't get any continuity. And it's the same issues at Port Adelaide as in the past. They get the footy inside 50, but that's just not operating the way it should be. They've bought in some high-end talent there. Willie Rioli, Horn Francis as well, and, and Fantasia two or three years ago now and, and we know that he's um, injury free at the moment which is good Charlie Dixon's still that sort of main target down there Marshall as well so the, the problem I see at Port Adelaide is they don't get those easy goals if you want to be a really good team you've got to find a way to, to get those easy goals everything is a scrap and 
and you know Joey as good as anyone, if, if you're always scrapping for goals and, and they're always hard work, it's a really tough, hard brand of footy to play and be up and about for the whole season then and then into a finals campaign. So I'm a bit nervous around that. But um, in saying that, I think they've got to hold hold strong for the, that early part of the season. I'm, I'm concerned with those first five games. It's a it's a real test of um, where they finished last year. You, you probably expect they'd get a, a little bit of a, a softer run in, but... Unfortunately, those first five games will find out a fair bit where Port Adelaide are at. Their ambitions are to be in that top four. Whether they can do that or not, it's going to come down to those first five weeks. If they have a start to the season like they did last year, 0-5, yeah, the writing's on the wall, unfortunately, for Ken. But he's going to have to find a way to to get them up and about. And that they had a few days off after their their last performance over there in the West. So hopefully they come back a little bit rejuvenated and and the coaches went to work on on how they can improve and and defensively in in that game against Fremantle. They got opened up a couple of times, which is... Not what we uh, know normally about Port Adelaide over a sort of four or five year period. They're, they're normally really sound defensively. They had their issues there last year. So they've got a fair, fair bit of work to do in the, the um, week before the season starts, but um, they've just got to stick to their guns and back Ken in, I think, for a period of time. And um, Ken knows that if it's not a top four or a prelim final, he's probably going to be up against it. But that's something that the management have to work through. As for Jay Clark, I, I don't know about sacking two coaches uh, <laughs> early on in the season. He's he's, he's wrapped up Stuart Jew here on, on the Gold Coast as well. But 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 touching on the Gold Coast, they were disappointed as well, Joey, in, in their preseason game against the Giants. Um, you would like to see them improve again, and I think they should. But realistically, they've got to play finals footy now. They're, they've been in the competition for over a decade and to really grow the game here, we've seen um, the Dolphins come in the NRL this year. They won their first game and they've got real momentum off the back of that. So the NRL will be hoping that the Gold Coast Suns continue to fail and peter out. But um, for the AFL, we need a strong Gold Coast team here to continue to grow the, the game in southeast Queensland. Yeah, it's one thing to improve, but it's another thing when you're those teams like the Gold Coast to actually leapfrog teams above you because technically every team is improving. And a lot of the teams, and we've spoken about this on uh, on this podcast previously, They've all recruited really well, the top eight teams. They've all actually added talent. You know, you talk about Richmond and Western Bulldogs and Collingwood and even Geelong and Brisbane. So it actually is really competitive at the top of the ladder. We're talking about Port Adelaide and talking about the got a leapfrog teams. I want to talk about the former assistant coach when you're at Port Adelaide, Michael Voss. You were there and so was he as an assistant. When Port Adelaide went from 10th in 2019 to the top of the ladder in 2020, Carlton are looking to make that leap this year. What's your take on, on Michael Voss as a leader and what did you learn from that experience of going from 10th to 1st and maybe Michael Voss that he can uh, um, you know, impart on this Carlton group? I think you just got to believe in your systems and Vossi's, um, he had a stint at, at Brisbane. I was there under him and then he learned a lot as an assistant coach as well and I, I think he'd be much better the second time around. Everyone would be the more experience you've had um, in a position like that. So. I'm really looking forward to what Carlton can do this year. We've seen they, they were right in that finals mix until the final siren of the of round 23 last year. So for, for Vossi, he's just got to continue to, to back any systems that worked last year. They've got to look to improve as well. And um, everyone's looking to improve and do diff- things differently. But for Carlton, they've got the mix there now. I think they've got the strong strong forward line that, that um, key defenders would be having nightmares about if Kerno gets up and going and, and Mackay and guys like that. So, I mean, they're, they're going to have a lot of work in front of them, um, Carlton, to continue and improve, but you've just got to back in your system. So defensively, uh, they'll be looking to be really strong. 
in that area. They've got the Brownlow medalist from last year starting in the midfield. So they've just got to continue to improve on their systems. They're 12 months further advanced than what they were last year when Vossi came in and, and they almost played finals footy last year. So I'm thinking Carlton should be there about. But as you said, every team in that sort of top six have got better again. So we need a powerful Carlton in the AFL system. They're one of the biggest clubs in the country. So they've uh, they've been out for a little bit now and you'd love to see them push on. And, and for Vossi, um, you'd love to see him um, taste some final success again. Yeah, no more excuses for Carlton. They've got everything, they all the ingredients. They've just got to put it together now. Speak about the teams at the top that have gotten stronger. Well, your other former club, the Brisbane Lions, my gosh, getting in. Josh Dunkley, Jack Gunston, and Will Ashcroft looks like he's going to be a star already. First of all, you must be proud of what this Brisbane team have been able to do over the last few years to now be one of the powerhouses of the competition. But time's up. They've got to win one now. This is their time, you think? You think? Yeah, it certainly is. I think the pressure's going to come. I know they've re-signed Fagan for two years already, but if, uh, if they have another finals campaign and fail then what's the excuse? They've had excuses in the past. Um, the MCG, they haven't played a lot of games at, but they went there in the finals campaign last year, won there. So that's not an excuse anymore. They've plugged the holes that they think they've got on their list. Feels like a little bit of the Hawthorne retirement village at times at the Brisbane Lions. <laughs> All those players sort of at the back end of their careers come up and and enjoy a little bit of success. But uh, watched them the other night pretty closely against Geelong. It was hard to get a gauge. They played some really good footy, Brisbane, and and you think they're going to be thereabouts. But then you look, they gave up 20-odd inside 50s against Geelong in the first quarter. Geelong didn't have a forward line. They had no Hawkins. They had no Cameron. They had none of those superstars in that forward half. So if they want to be where they want to get to, Brisbane, I know it's a, we're talking about pre-season form here, but if you're giving up 20 inside 50s in a quarter, it's, it's not a great start. So they'll go to work on that. I mean, you, you look at their forward half of the ground and they've got superstars everywhere. Zach Bailey, I think, is a, a genuine superstar. Um, Charlie Cameron, Gunston, um, Hipwood, the list goes on. Danaher, we, we could, Zorko still has to come back into that team that didn't play. Hugh McCluggage on the wing, Lockie Neal in the midfield, Dunkley. It's an amazing mix in that front half of the ground. Uh, so if, if they're going to get their opportunities, uh, again, it's those big moments that you worry about Brisbane. They, their forward line and forward structure hasn't been able to stand up in those big moments in the finals pressure. I think we expect them to be top four. And, and as you said, they nearly have to win one because you you know as well as anyone, Joey, I, I didn't taste um, – I only had sort of one finals campaign in my whole career, but you were thereabouts and you need a lot of things to go right to win it and then the opportunities dry up quickly. So it feels like Brisbane have been there for a two- or three-year period now. If they don't win it this year, then where are they at? Yes. So, yeah, I, I think they've got to go very close this year. Yeah, spot on. The window only stays open for a small period, unless you're Geelong, of course, whose window never shuts. But for most other clubs, there is a, a certain window. <laughs> hey, you are a man of many talents. But one thing I didn't know that you were, Tom, Tommy Rockliffe, you thought you were Tom Brown there for a bit last year, breaking all the trade news. You were the first one or one of the first to uh, to suggest that Brody Grundy was going to leave Collingwood. You threw out last year about Cozzy Pickett and you've made all the Melbourne supporters nervous because he's a big watch early in this season until he re-signs with the Demons. You got anything else just sort of tucked away there with this sort of little <laughs> news-breaking business you've got going on? <laughs> well, you're comparing me to Tom Brown. I got the news story right, Joey. Yeah, I didn't get it wrong, so I don't know why you're comparing me to him. <laughs> I don't know why you're comparing True. me to Tom Brown. But, yeah, the, uh, the information came across the desk about Grundy and, um, yeah, I, I got berated from pillar to post by the Collingwood supporters and then didn't get many apologies uh, after it, it happened there, Joey. But, um 
Pickett's the other one. He's an interesting story. We know he was contracted for this year. I, I think he wants to get back to South Australia, um, whether that's Port Adelaide or the Adelaide Crows. So I think it's a um, sit and watch on that one. Um, I feel like this trade period off-season is going to be a lot quieter than what we've just had, Joey. So I don't yep. think there's going to be as much player movement. Of course, there's going to be a little bit and things will start to rear their head as the season goes on, I think. But as we sit here today, I don't think um, there's a lot of surprises on the horizon in this trade period as we've seen last year. It was it was crazy when you look back and, and you see all the movement and Hawthorne, I'm still staggered at what they've done to move on all that high-end talent experience and, and go younger again. So I still feel like Cozzy Pickett um, will be a talking point throughout the season. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch this space and we'll watch Tom Rockcliffe's uh, Twitter account. Speaking of that, we know you are a passionate man, Rocky. And after the break, I want to touch on a few of your other passions, some racing, some cricket, the uh, Redcliffe Dolphins who you mentioned, and uh, just a little bit about your Twitter That'll be up next. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Listener, please hit the like button. Leave us a review or a rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. You're listening to Footy Talk. You can follow us on socials, Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or TikTok at footytalkpod. We're here with Tommy Rockcliffe on this Wednesday, and Rocky, you talk about a few of your other passions. You mentioned the Redcliffe Dolphins. Now that you're up there on the Gold Coast, I saw that you're a bit of a passionate supporter. You're at the first game. They got a win in their very first debut game. What's led you towards the, the Redcliffe Dolphins in the NRL? Yeah, well, I've, uh, I've always enjoyed the NRL. I've been up here for a number of years now. I was actually born um, in northern New South Wales, though, so the old man always had a passion for NRL. And um, yeah, so I've always sort of followed the, the game, but never really had a team. I mean, the Broncos were always reasonably strong up here. Um, one of my distant cousins actually is married or, or certainly dating Daily Cherry Evans. They've been together for a number of years. So I always had a soft spot for Manly and thought coming back that the timing was right. I've got a couple of young kids now, um, a new team in the Dolphins there. The, the Redcliffe Dolphins are coming to the competition. So, I mean, that was about halfway through the second half that I really jumped on board, got on the bandwagon there, Joey, when they were up and about yeah. beating the Roosters. So, um, that, um, no, it's great. I think it's great for the, the competition and I'd expect another team to come in so that they don't have a, a buy as well. But we're on the uh, Dolphin bandwagon certainly at the moment. And you love your cricket. I see you're a big, passionate uh, cricket fan. And I don't know if you've heard this, but in the last couple of days there's been a bit of talk. Joel Selwood has been in touch with Andrew McDonald, or they've been communicating because Joel, I think, will head over to England during the Ashes. And Andrew McDonald is trying to see if they get Joel involved in maybe some mentoring or just helping out with the team. And I feel like maybe you should be a part of that cricket team over there and, and give some advice because you've been pretty strong about uh, the cricketers over in India. What do you, would you be supportive to go over and help Andrew McDonald and that cricket team just get their act together? I don't think the door would be open for me, Joey, <laughs> to be honest. How, uh, <laughs> some of my opinions, I just, uh, I was really disappointed. Like, I'm still staggered how Travis Head wasn't selected in that first test. Yeah. I mean, yes, his history isn't great against spin, but he's never played a test match in India. His ranking was the fourth best in, in the world and most informed batsman. He's coming, and I think he might even have one of the best averages of an Australian batsman in this series when he's played. So it still staggers me that they've done that. But, yeah, you just think of the great Australian teams growing up. They just had a lot more fight, I feel, than what some of our Australian teams have shown um, of recent times. I mean, even in that test that we just won, we still lost six for 11 
in the first dig. And, um, yeah, so I do get a little bit frustrated, Joey. <laughs> I don't know why I end up arguing with people on Twitter about it to uh, have different opinions because uh, – I mean, I've got better things to do with my time than sit there, but it's uh, it's generally on a Friday night after I've knocked off work <laughs> and uh, just feel like taking a few people on. <laughs> well, you are you are obviously a bit vocal on Twitter. I got led to uh, to your Twitter account. We've had a bit of a chuckle because you have been passionate about Andrew McDonald's coaching and, and a bit of the cricket team, and you've had some good banter. There's been someone called you a bit of a poor man's Kane Corns for your outrage on the cricket, which I thought was a bit harsh, and then. There's another little clip where they said you went a bit of the volume over quality, a bit like how you played your footy. Now migrated to Twitter, just a bit too much, too much tweeting and a bit less quality, which was a bit unfair. But you fired back with the old champ. That's your little sledge in return, giving him the little champ clip. I like it. <laughs> well, Joey, as you know, you've been accused of doing that as well yeah. in your footy career, yeah. and unfortunately, if you find the footy a lot and um, you don't have a lot to go to down the field, I'd prefer <laughs> to retain possession than turn it over. So yeah. um, that's uh, that's where that come from and yeah I mean it's it's fun banter sometimes you can have good conversations on there but uh, it is a bit of a cesspool at times as well Joey <laughs> maybe I need to go down your path I mean you're one of the busiest men in yeah. AFL footy I think you're over the AFLW you're over the AFL you're over the draft you're on radio you're on TV yep. radio in the morning TV at, in the <laughs> afternoon back on radio at night you are everywhere and uh, maybe I just need to jump off that and uh jump into work a little bit more. That's it. Stay off Twitter, mate. There's better things to do than reading what people say about you. I'll give you the tip. It's no good. Hey, mate, we've loved your time today, and we will get you on throughout the year to chat all things footy. But before we let you go, just what is your quick take on, on the season? Just a little bit of a, a prediction from you, who you sort of think will win it, maybe what the big storyline will be out of the year. I think Brisbane have to win it, as we spoke about. They're going to be thereabouts. Geelong, how, how good are they going to be again? Hawkins, there's a bit of a watch on him, whether he, he gets up for round one or not. But I think it would be great to see the, the Cup come back to Queensland. It's been a dry period as well. I'm really looking forward to see how um, Magic Round or, or Gather Round or, or whatever it's called over there in Adelaide goes. I think it's a great initiative by the AFL and, and AFL is loved universally in South Australia. So I think that'll be a big talking point. And then it's going to be a watch on the coaches as well, um, the, the coach movement there, as I think Jay alluded to. If, if one goes first, then... Do they go for tried coaches or, or do they look to the assistant coach pool? I mean, there's some great assistants out there as well. So there may be a, a little bit of space of coach movement, I, I think, will be the big big story towards the back end of the year. Oh, beautiful. We appreciate your time. Tom Rockcliffe, I hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Footy Talk. Of course, if you do have a question or some feedback for Rocky or myself, make sure it's positive only. You can get us on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod, TikTok at footy talk pod. Rocky, enjoy this footy season. We'll hear you on Triple M. Nah, thanks for having me, Joey. Listener.